0: Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. The Tim Hill Podcasts. Ordinary People's Extraordinary Stories. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. In this episode, I'm gonna have a chat with John. So John, if you can tell me when and where you were born, and if you can describe to me what it was like where you grew up, the schools you went to, and the education that you received,
1: well, Anything, I was, John, I was born in 1964 in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Um, so I'm a Southern boy by by birth, um, but we moved to the Pacific Northwest to the state of Washington when I was five. So I grew up up here in this uh, just a suburb of Seattle. Uh, it's probably 20 minutes of uh, south of Seattle. Um, I grew up. With three brothers, um, my mom and dad, until I was age 12 when my dad left. Um, I grew up in a pretty violent situation. He was a violent alcoholic. Um, And so we moved around quite a bit um, from house to house. And so my schools were vast because I jumped from school to school to school, but I did settle down in high school and graduated from Lindbergh High School here in in Renton. Um, And then uh, I spent probably just See four years just kind of wondering what I wanted to do, and then I finally decided to join the Marine Corps in 1987, um, and I went into the Marines. was stationed in San Diego. Uh, can can I just camp? take you back yeah. a little
0: bit? Yeah, we've absolutely. kind of we've kind of raced ahead.
1: Okay, okay,
0: <laughs> we we got way ahead of ourselves now. Um, okay, so so when did you leave Arkansas?
1: Uh, when I was five years old. So I don't have much memory of down there in Arkansas. So, um, and, you know, because of the family that I grew up in, I don't have a lot of memory up until age 12. So there was a lot of uh, traumatic abuse in my childhood. Um, And so I don't recall a lot of my childhood up until age 12.
0: Well, we won't go into that then. Uh, But what we will look at is um, what was the neighborhood like you lived
1: in? You know, typical suburb of up here in Seattle, um, and it, you know, just a rural area. Uh, you know, I lived in a lot of apartments for a while, but we did live in some housing developments. Um, and you know, I would describe it as just a typical neighborhood in the, in this area. So, mm-hmm.
0: so what was the, what was the first school that you can remember?
1: What uh, that, that would be like? my, that would be my junior high. Um, and uh, it was uh, seventh, eighth grade uh, students body. And so, um, you know, first when we moved, when I was in eighth grade, um, you know, I got in a lot of trouble at school, um, ended up having to repeat eighth grade. And then I got involved in athletics because those high school football coach said, hey, why don't you come out for the football team to kind of keep you out of trouble? And so I started playing football. And then when I went to high school, I continued that and played football on track when I was in high school. So
0: uh-huh. So what position did you play in football?
1: Um I was a an offense and defensive lineman. so I was one of the bigger guys on my team in high school at that time. So
0: did you play end at all defensive end?
1: Uh, well no, I was in I was interior defensive tackle and then offensive tackle. so
0: all right, so yeah. It, right amongst it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was I, I was one of the what I co- when I got into coaching later in my life, I I call those guys the big uglies. So,
0: <laughs> so. <laughs> so so I had a bit of fun there then. So,
1: and then I then I threw the shot and discus and track. So,
0: all right. So, yeah. How how did you do? I mean, you obviously went in for a few competitions.
1: Um, um well I finished my senior year I finished 8th in the state in the discus and I won our league championship in the shot put so so I wasn't it wasn't too bad senior year so
0: yeah So how big was the school I mean was it one of these um
1: massive, we great- had let's see we had uh 400 almost 400 people in our graduating class so it was a really it's a fairly big school so Yeah and does. we will be celebrating our 40th grad uh, 40th graduation ad- anniversary this year. So it's hard to believe it's been 40 years.
0: Wow. And, and you having a, a reunion or?
1: Yeah, we're having a reunion. I'm not sure exactly the details of that with those yet, but yeah, it'll be our 40th reunion this year.
0: So, so some somebody will be organizing it then.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So what did you do after you, you graduated high school?
1: Well, I didn't do a lot. I just I, I kind of hung out and, you know, I got in, there was a lot of, uh, you know, because of my background and my growing up, um, I didn't really do much of anything but kind of in the drug scene and the party scene and stuff like that and, um, you know, just working odds and ends jobs until I decided to get out of that lifestyle and go into the Marines and do something with my life, so.
0: So joining the Marines then, I mean, over here, I mean, we we have a policy of... Um, if if you if you been on drugs and everything uh, to join the military, you have to be clean when you come in. Yes. Is it, so is that the sign? So so you, you you had to go yes, through it, something to to get off of.
1: You had of to sign. We had to sign a what they call a drug waiver, and then, you know that way if if something happened, you know if your if your UA was positive in boot camp, they wouldn't hold it against you because you admitted to it. Um, and then you couldn't, you know, obviously if you used again, you'd be dishonorably discharged. So.
0: Yeah, because so, uh, so in the British military we have um, CDT con- compulsory drug testing. Yeah, and we have a zero tolerance. If if yep. if, if, you, if, you, if your sample comes back positive, that's it. Um, yep. you lose your pension, you, and and that's it. You're out. There's,
1: yeah, that's no the same. Back. It's the same here. Same here, yeah. especially if you went in on a drug waiver. So.
0: Yeah, so, so. got no excuse.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: So where did you do your, um, your boot camp? Uh,
1: it was San Diego, California. So I was three months there, and then I went to uh, tech school in um, Aberdeen, Maryland. And then from there, I went to Okinawa, Japan for about six months, and then North Korea or uh, South Korea for six months, mm-hmm. and then came back stateside to 29 Palms.
0: So what was your boot camp like? is it, is it um, a you bit know like, what's that film with um, gunny what's his name
1: yeah it, it's it, boot camp was a little bit interesting you know and i was i was older um so you know once i figured out the mental game that they play at boot camp and you know you got to understand when you're going into boot camp they're preparing you to go to war and so you know it's going to be a little tough and it's going to be challenging physically and mentally and so um you know there's days that you know, you, you were just like, why did I do this? And then there was days that you, you know, truly enjoyed it, you know, and, and, uh, the days, you know, that you're getting, you know, what they called it, uh, um, you know, they, where they're busting you a little bit harder than others. Those were the tough days. So.
0: Yeah. So I guess you did an awful lot of water sports for that then sort of sitting in the sea with a, with a big log doing the, the setups and stuff and,
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> sit ups, push ups, burpees, everything. So you know, yeah, it was, did, it was, that was the tough part. So,
0: and and did they have the bell, or is that just the seals?
1: That's just the seals. So all right. They, and if if we had the bell, there would have been a lot of my platoon that would have rang that thing. <laughs> 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 so they came the to pressure it, up then. Yeah, so you know, one of the days when we were in there, they woke us up at. I think it was around four in the morning and it was right near when the Beirut embassy got bombed and they said that we were going over and we, we, they packed, had us pack our duffel bags, put us on a bus, drove us off base. Like we were headed to the airport, drove around for a little bit, came back to base, told us go unpack and go to breakfast. And so, you know, it was just to kind of see who was ready to go to combat, you know? So it was an interesting yeah, start that, to the day. So. That
0: old chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. So. And it's, it's, it's when they take you up in the truck and, and drop you off and get you to walk yep, to, to yep. a certain, certain spot, and then and then you see the truck, and just as you get in there, it drives off.
1: Right, right.
0: <laughs> yeah. We call that a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The British military, that's a CICNA. Um And that, and that, there's two ways of dealing with that and say, yeah, I knew that was coming, <laughs> just laugh it off. And just right, keep, right. Keep jogging on. Yeah. Um, or, or you get all depressed and <laughs> despondent, <laughs> and that's the time that um, that shows people's metal, I guess. Yep. So what? Um, so you went off then on to, to trade school. So what? What trade did you do in the Marines?
1: Well, I actually started was off as just a, a jawhead. <laughs> well, no, I, well, every, every Marine's a rifleman. So, you know, we all get yeah. trained as that, but um my specific job when I started was, was a howitzer mechanic. But then as I came back stateside, after about uh, eight months at, at the service support attachment that I was, they transferred me into the armory. And so I was in charge of our unit's armory. And so that entailed, you know, keep an eye on all the weapons, getting people ready for the fu- rifle range, fixing mm-hmm. them. And the funnest part was test firing because you get to fire everything that the Marine Corps had in the armory, you know, from a nine millimeter to a 50 cal machine gun. Well, um, let's, let's
0: just wind it back a little bit. So, uh, so, so you've gone through um, your, your trade training school and your first mm-hmm. draft was, was Okinawa in Japan. Yep. Well yep. was that the first time you, you left the States?
1: It was, it was, it was very, very interesting. And, uh, it was i had a blast over there um it was it was kind of neat seeing the different culture and you know and and going into korea as well so
0: so how long did you do in okinawa
1: i was there probably 8 months total um and we were in korea for 3 so mm-hmm. so what was
0: it what what job were you doing in korea were you, you I was in, uh... I was
1: a, I was a howitzer mechanic so i was with the howitzer division and so we were uh with the south koreans um doing fire exercises and so i was out in the field for three months we lived in a tent city kind of like uh i tell people it was like mash you know we were living in tents for three months so, <laughs>
0: so great fun yeah so uh so you did that so so what was the, the job how it so was it like a pack howitzer? Um, it,
1: it was a it was a one hundred and five howitzer. It was a towed howitzer uh, mobile unit, and you know it was basically I was there in case something broke, like the hydraulic lines or whatever. And then I was there to fix it. You know, we I just sat back when they were firing. I just sat back and and watched the yeah. show, so to speak. So, um, it it got to the point where I could put earplugs in and go to sleep while they were firing. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just get used to that sort of thing.
1: Yep, you just get used to it. So.
0: So when you came back over to the stateside, then where, where did you, where did they post you back to?
1: I moved to uh, Twenty Nine Palms, California, which is uh, just a, about an hour east of Palm Desert, California. So it's in the middle of the Mojave Desert. It's where we'd send all our forces to do desert training, um, and it was I was there for three and a half years until September ninety one when I got out. Um, mm. And you know, the, like I said, I started as a mechanic there, but then I was transferred into the unit armory when I uh was promoted to E four. Um they needed a someone to be in charge of the armory and they moved me into that section. So
0: So that must have been a lot of fun then.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was fun. I mean it, it the deserts the desert grows on you when you first get there, you're like, oh no. Um but you know I guess
0: you you coming from the northern Northern yeah. end and yeah. used yeah. to but cold gotta, and snow and everything.
1: You got to get used to just, summer times at 114 degrees. So
0: so did you get the hang of it after a while? And did it affect uh, part, you when you went back
1: North? No, you know, it did, really didn't. Cause when I, when I left there, I actually went to Ohio to uh, go to college. Um, and Ohio is very humid. And so the temp, but in the winter, the snows, the winters are brutal in Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I didn't really have too much tough time adjusting when I left. Now, the first summer I was there, it was a tough, tough adjustment. So,
0: yeah. So how oh, the winters, then. did you, did you manage to get onto to skis? Did you, did you do it? No, I don't, I don't
1: ski. I never skied because I was always afraid of somebody running into me or because I was kind of a, wild child so i knew i'd be a daredevil on the ski slopes and i didn't want to (laughs) bust i didn't want to break a leg or because i wanted to play football this was when i was in high school i wanted to play football and so i didn't want to risk getting injured so i could play football and so i stayed away from the ski slopes and and i've never Mm. touched a ski slope and after living in ohio for six years while i was in school i do not like cold weather (laughs) (laughs) so
0: (laughs) so so what what were you doing in school then What, what what did you learn what was
1: your, I uh, I have a master's in physical, I have a I have a masters in physical education and athletic administration so I I went to school to become a football coach and a PE teacher so I could I could do that and uh so I I had uh moved to Ohio because I'd met my wife at the time she was in California and we went back to Ohio because I knew my coaching career would you know move us around the country and so we went back to her hometown and I went to Ohio University um, from 91 to 97, um, and, and got my master's. And I was able to, as I was working on my master's, I was able to work with the football program at the university as a graduate assistant. And so it was a great time, learned a lot of football. So,
0: yeah, because I, I guess going down at that, I guess it's almost professional, isn't it? Um, yeah, college football. Uh, so, so they, they work on similar lines to like the NFL, where where you dissect every single play from your opponents, yep. and uh, and then you see where their their um, all their their potential faults are, where right. where you can exploit stuff.
1: Yep, And you look at their tendency. You know, do they have any tendencies in certain down and distance situation, formation situation? You got to break all that down, and and that's the tedious part of the job, um, but it allows you to set up your game plan. So.
0: Yeah. And how did you do?
1: Um, I was I was an offensive GA. Um, the first year I worked there, um, I was uh, working with the offensive linemen, and then the second year I worked with our fullbacks. Um, and then as I got – I should back up. As I was working on my bachelor's degree, I was a defensive coordinator at the local high school, um, so I was coaching while I was doing my undergraduate too. So
0: All right, so you've got bags and bags of practice. Yep. Now yep. what happened when when you graduated? Did you graduate with honors?
1: I graduated with honors, yes, for both my degrees. Um and uh then uh not bad for a kid who, you know, barely graduated high school. So so,
0: so what did you what was your first job when you when you yeah yeah? I left I college? left
1: uh Ohio University and I moved down to North Carolina. Um and I started uh, as a defense coordinator and athletic director at a high school there in North Carolina. Um, and then the second year I was there, I was promoted to the head football coach job. So I was the football coach and uh, athletic director at the high school, and that and uh, that was my first job. After well,
0: college. that was a big jump.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: But I guess you you, you got quite a lot of years of experience.
1: Uh, I, I coached so. for seventeen years. So
0: yeah. So how many championship seasons did you get?
1: Well, we never really won a championship. Well, what I did is I turned some programs around. Um, and what I mean that is this first school I went to hadn't had a winning season in 10 years. And, you know, three years after we were there, we had a winning season and we were making the playoffs, but we didn't win our league championship. And then um, I was at that school till 2002 and I wanted a bigger challenge. My wife and I had split up and I wanted a bigger challenge. So I moved down to Georgia um, because Georgia is, is one of our better football states here in the United States for high school football, and uh, took a, took the defensive coordinator job down there, and I started coaching there, um, and, and like the previous school, they hadn't had a uh, they hadn't made the playoffs in a few years, and the first year we were there, we made the playoffs. Uh, second year, we got into this third round of the playoffs, but then after that, I I moved back home to Seattle because my mom was very ill, and I felt I needed to get back home to be – near her and and i'm glad i made the move because i ended up she ended up passing a few years after i moved back to seattle so
0: Hmm. Uh, have you ever uh worked with an nfl team
1: No, no, I never, I never really wanted to work with an NFL team because I always felt that, you know, when the players make more than the head coach, the head coach is the one that's (laughs) going to get fired before a player. (laughs) So, you know, and it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a different, it's a total different level. And, and, you know, college was, I loved college football. Um, you know, high school football is a little different, you know, because you got to deal with the parents a little bit more, but it was, it was a fun experience and, you know, I wouldn't trade any of it. Um, you know, I had impact on a lot of kids' lives. So it was a, it was a fun time.
0: Hmm. So moving on a little bit then, um, yep. what was you what was the most fun job you enjoyed?
1: Oh, I'd have to say it was down in Georgia because it was just the, the, competitiveness of the football down there was just a, it's like college football at the high school level. Um And if you, you weren't prepared, you were going to get your butts kicked and and it was just, the kids were focused and it just, it, it was a fun time, you know, and I, and I wish I wouldn't have had to leave, but I did have to leave. So. Mm.
0: So. so did you have any of uh, your charges Going to the NFL the no League. I did
1: not have anybody go to the NFL I had a few go to college um but none of them made it to the nFL so and, and mm. so i can't i can't i don't have that on my background so that's not on my resume oh. <laughs> <But>.
0: <laughs> so moving on then so you, you moved back to uh to to be with your mum Yep. and how did that pan out?
1: Well, I moved back and I started coaching up here for a couple of years and then I got out of the coaching business. Um, And, you know, like I said, I lost my mom. I moved back here in 05 and I've lost my mom in 08. Um, And the reason why I moved back is my dad had passed away in 03. And when I saw, when I came home for Christmas in 05, I was like, or just before 05, I was like, you know, I need to come back home because mom's not doing well. And I don't, you know, I don't know how much longer she's going to be here. So I took a job up here turned that program around and then i i just i was burned out and i said i got to do something else and i started doing uh personal training because i wanted to do something that was associated with the degree that i earned and so i started doing personal training at a fitness club up here um and that's that was my next step after that so Mm
0: -hmm. so how did you go did i mean did you go freelance or did you work for a gym
1: I worked for a gym. I worked for Bally Total Fitness, um, and then when in t- 2011, when Bally when they got bought out by another company, I didn't want to work for that company, so I started my own training studio. So I owned uh, Summit Strength and Conditioning from 2012 till uh, 20. Wait, let's see. Let me get the numbers right. So sorry. Um, yeah, 2012 started that company, and then ended up closing it here and uh, 2020 due to COVID. So, and, but the transition was, you know, when COVID, right before COVID hit, I was a member, I was a member of a private golf club here in Washington and, and they were building a fitness center. And so I talked to our general manager about running it and, um, was able to go through the interview process and get the fitness director's job at the club I would belong to. And so I was now doing, the fitness center at the club and my own business. And when COVID shut down my other business, I stayed at the golf club, and that's where I'm currently working at right now. Is I, I run their fitness center. It's a five thousand square foot fitness center at a private golf club. So it's not a bad yeah. gig. So do you,
0: do you get to go uh, have a, the odd free round now and then? Uh, take the oh, yeah. out. Oh
1: yeah. Yep. <laughs> Spoil
0: a good walk. <laughs>
1: yep. Yep. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, or somebody so, said it's. Is- it's- it's playing fetch with yourself, is what somebody said.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I played so, a little bit of golf in my time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's a passion. You know, I'm I'm pretty competitive, so it's a It's a it's a competitive thing for me, and it's a nice time because it's you know, and we have a beautiful course here. So,
0: yeah. So, so what's your handicap?
1: Um, my index is five five nine. So.
0: So. What was that playing off?
1: It's, you know, you like your scratch it's average. Well, no, scratch is zero. So I'm, you know, I'm about, on the average, I'll shoot six, five or six above par on all average. Right.
0: Yeah. So, so you're playing off a six.
1: Yeah. Not bad.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Not bad. Yeah. So, I, I I played off six once.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Long time ago. Um, yeah. I'd, I was when I started playing golf, I was fairly young and um, I had a right old mixed bag of rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I? And it'd go around and sort of about a 110, some days. And, right, um, well. We got posted to Berlin, and um, I had the opportunity to go and buy a brand new set of ping golf clubs from, mm-hmm. the, from the American PX, uh, and I got them at a really sort of discounted rate. And they were made to measure for me. And uh, the first first round I took them out, I went round in par. Wow. (laughs) Shot myself. These things were awesome. (laughs) Um, uh, And then I was playing sort of three or four times a week. Uh, We were playing in competitions um, every other weekend in Berlin. And my handicap just came falling down. And um, I ended up, when I left Berlin, I was playing off six. Um, okay after two years so yeah it's, it's, yeah, that's fun when you're playing a lot um
1: oh yeah <clears throat> but it'll still humble you even as a six you'll go out there and have the worst day of your career oh but you go, yeah. but you go right back out so and i was gonna say oh, yeah. i didn't i i never started playing until i went to okinawa um so hmm. i was i started late in life and so that's where i picked up golf because you know, Okinawa is 25 miles wide and 75 miles long, and so there's not a lot to do on that island except for golf, workout, scuba dive, and <laughs> party. <laughs> so.
0: so what was the worst job you had?
1: Hmm, worst job I've had. I would have to say it was when I was out of high school and I was working in a restaurant as a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst somebody, job I had. <laughs> somebody,
0: somebody's got to do the dishes. <laughs> yeah, I know somebody's
1: got to do them, but it was just, I i wasn't cut out for that. So it was just, mm. it was too crazy. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. So. So,
0: so do you have any regrets leaving the, the, the Marines?
1: No, cause I, I purposely went in just to go to school. Um, and so when my time was done, I was ready to go. I had to do four extra months because the desert storm, uh, when we liberated Kuwait, I was in during that time. And, um, the war that, that conflict broke out in January and my, uh, superior officer came to me and said that I can't go and I can't, I wouldn't be discharged. I was supposed to be out in uh, February of that year. And he said, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to go home until everybody got back. Um, so I had no idea how long that was going to be. Um, and it ended up, uh, being September of that year is when I got discharged. So. But no, I else. I was it was it was the purpose of the Marine Corps was to go to school so I could coach and teach and stuff like that. So
0: gotcha. So so I guess you have to do at least four years to be able to get that.
1: Yep. Yep. So you did so four, I did, four I did, years did,
0: in a few months.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did four years and then I had to do four years inactive reserve time, and so that's why when you know when my discharge date. Came and went, they could keep me because I had four years of inactive time and they could react, reactivate me. I, had, I mean, I had some of my friends, they went home in October and they were back in their hometowns and working jobs. And when the conflict broke out, they got called back and they were sent over to Iraq um, into yeah. Saudi Arabia. And, and so I was like, well, I guess my situation was better because I would have not liked being home and at work. And then all of a sudden, hey, you got to come back and Go over yeah. to the desert, go to, you know. Go
0: so. to war. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I missed Desert Storm. Um, where was I at the time? I was, I think, I was in Northern Ireland, so we, we were on a different, different. Position, right. So we didn't get to go.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but uh, in, since then, I have <laughs> I've been to Iraq, I've been to Afghanistan three times. I've been to the Balkans. Yeah, I've been around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've done a little bit,
1: yeah. So I never got—I never saw any combat. So I was—I was, guess, lucky or blessed. So,
0: yeah. So, so, so. It, so, so combat can be a bit of a
1: <laughs> yes.
0: They—they they do know how to take some fun out of it. Yeah, but um, I did have a good time. I must admit, um, everywhere I've been. Because I've been a, a specialist, although I'm an infantry soldier, um, mm-hmm. I was doing specialist work in psychological operations. So I was able to to interact with the local people. Um, everything right. I did was directed at the local target audiences. So I I, I did have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> so John, um, what are your aspirations for the future? Where do you want to see yourself going?
1: Well, um, you know, I I love where I'm at in in my career right now. So, you know, I hope to stay here till I retire. Um, I just turned 59. And so I'm going to probably, you know, I want to stay in this fitness director's job until I retire. I um, just recently authored a book. Um, And so I'm doing book promotions and, you know, I'm, I'm in the process of working on book number two. And so, you know, in the future, it's probably going to just be, you know, book number three, maybe, and some speaking. And so that's, that's what I want to see out of my future is, is, is that aspect of it. Because, um, you know, I, I think it was a, I was called to do that. And so I think that's where I'm headed down that path. So.
0: So what's your book about?
1: Um, it's basically my life story and and how I was uh, how I met Jesus Christ and and how I was gave up complete control and surrendered my life over to Him and and the the walk that took place to get there and and the messy side of of the conversion. So mm. so it's the book is called Broken and Redeemed: uh, Finding Freedom Through Complete Surrender. So and it it just hit the market uh, all the bookstores last August. So.
0: Mm. How's it doing?
1: Well, it's it's kind of the literary industry is interesting that, because the reporting is four months behind, so I only have a report of up until last the end of November, and I've sold a hundred books in the bookstores, but I've personally sold in about four hundred books myself. So,
0: so hmm. well, starting starting to get yep. a bit of traction.
1: It's it started. So, I got to get on the speaking tour. <laughs>
0: so. Do a bit of book sided and stuff.
1: Yep, yep. So, but that's that's my future, that? I think, and it, it's because you know just the way the book took place. So,
0: yeah. Well, I think that's that's been quite fascinating. So, you know, I mean coaching football most of your life, then, and, and and now personal training. Yep. Do 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 you look back on some of your um you recruit days in the Marines and, and give encouragement that way to your your clients or are you a little bit more gentle with it?
1: Well, I'm a little more gentle unless they want that. I got a couple of clients that actually wanted some Marine Corps boot camp action. So they, you know, and then I told them they should be, you know, be careful what they asked for. Um, and, (laughs) And they kind of agreed with me after the fact, but no, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a different style of training, but it's, it's, you know, it's, it's fun yeah. and it's, it's rewarding to see the changes that you can make in people's lives. And that's what I think I, that's why I do what I do is because I can, I can help people change their lives and, and have better lifestyle fitness. So,
0: yeah, I, I guess it's, it's what their ultimate goal is what the what they, they're striving to do. Right. Um, it takes the type of training that you do that, 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 right. that you prescribe, I guess.
1: Well, and see, I get a lot of I get a lot of my golfers wanting to you know get you know more mobility so they can play better golf, and it's that type of stuff. And you know when you can help you know somebody achieve that, then then it's pretty rewarding. So
0: yeah, so if you if you do a bit of sort of strength, upper body strength, and core strength to, yep. to get that better sort of mobility on a swing, um, to whack the ball a bit further. <laughs>
1: Everybody wants ten yards more
0: <laughs> absolutely,
1: <laughs> even if you're hitting it three hundred, they still want ten yards more. <laughs> I'll share the story we, when i first when I first got the fitness job that we had a um, i'll say Mr. Flynn was probably ninety one at the time and still playing golf, and he was down on the range one day when I went down there and um he goes, "John, do you think you can help me get ten more yards out of my drive <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Easy. And I'm
0: like, I was like, here's,
1: here's a 90 year old golfer wanting 10 more yards. And I'm like, I'm not sure if I can help you, Mr. Flynn, but we can try, you know? So
0: I could say, yeah, I can help him.
1: Yep. Yep. Going so, forward
0: 10 yards to the ladies' tee. <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, Simple. But yeah, it's, it's, that was, it was a good story. So, so.
0: yeah. That's 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 what I would have done. Yeah, move forward ten yards until the ladies' mm-hmm. tee. Tee off yeah. there. Get your extra <laughs> ten yards.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Well, John, I've enjoyed this little chat. Well, I have uh, too. As, as one veteran to another veteran, um, thank you very much for your time.
1: And thank you for your time, and thank you for your service.
0: No problem at all. Thank you for your service. Thank you. You obviously had a. I had, had a goal for yours uh, to, to get to college.
1: Yeah.
0: Whereas I didn't have a goal for mine. I just went... To, <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I I ended up only doing 44 years under the colours. <laughs> yeah. But I mm. had a wonderful time. The Tim Hill Podcasts. Ordinary people's extraordinary stories. Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time... You can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.